What's going on? Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name's Kyle Nelson. I've got my great co-host and good friend here, Mr. Eli Lynch. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. It's Beautiful the episode, day man. today, man. Absolutely. We're really excited for this episode. We've got a great yep. Absolutely. Number two, clear, simple One. images. Amazon seller. The first thing that I'm following about in this article is really looking for that initial question. You need to be thinking about product photography and video production. Welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. My name is Kyle Nelson, and I got my awesome co-host oh. here, Mr. Eli Libby. How are we doing, Kyle? What's up, man? I'm doing good, This is man. take two. Nobody we messed would, up on Yeah, the nobody would know, but we first one was muted. Second one, yeah, we came on a little late, but we're uh, Well, today we're super hyped because we're on one. We have Heck an yeah. in-person conversation, yes. and two, we have a good buddy of ours that we've known for about a year. Yep. Um, Mr. George Westcott, he is an Amazon e-commerce pioneer and the CEO of A-Ventures Global. So he's going to tell us a little bit about his story, which your mind will be blown, um, and kind of the future of everything going on, what's on your mind, and if there's mm-hmm. someone that you want to listen to in Inside an E-Commerce, it's this gentleman right here. So Absolutely. George, welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm man. excited to be here. Very, very psyched. We're Thank stoked. You. Yeah, Heck yeah, so, man. Yeah. Stoked to have you here. That was a great intro call. I think that one was better. I'm glad we did take yeah, it. Yeah, I that agree one too. Was it was a little more phenomenal. like low-key. Fluid. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, low-key. Sort of like awesome. A-B testing. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe we should set every, every podcast. Yeah. Two takes. Guess how that yeah 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 really well awesome super excited to have you here george um we met you about a year ago we went to uh, had coffee um great intro from a guy named andy from co-founder of we hero mm-hmm. and super lucky to have that intro and we had an amazing talk about your background and we were you know super engaged based on what we do Our audience knows what we do but Take us back through that journey. Take us yeah. back from the early days. Some of the stuff you told us there, um, our audience would just love to be, be a fly on the OG here. Amazon. Yeah, the OG. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it goes back about 27 years now at this point. Um, I developed my first website in 1995. Um, yeah, it just kind of happened. It, mm-hmm. I was at, at a job uh, working at a mail order catalog. And, um, yeah, it just came oh. in and. <laughs> on my off on my office desk was a computer a scanner and uh connected to the internet scanned the catalog uh figured out how to ftp yep and boom had a That's website insane. and probably you know that all happened in <laughs> less than an hour and i was like on a friday night literally i got the computer at like three i was out the door friday at five Whoa. i came back in on monday and uh i i showed the owner i said hey check this out i i, I created a website yeah. and, he, and you know he was like uh yeah. Thank you, you know whatever yeah. kind <laughs> of thing and yeah, yeah, yeah and uh yeah but that was that was it um you know never at that point just kind of a fleeting thought more or less just like hey i wonder how i do this mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. didn't think much of it at the point at that point um and then <clears throat> Yeah, that was 95. Um, wow. I, I had a pretty traditional kind of marketing role with a corporation after that. Okay. Um, for about four years, I worked with a company called Ammer Group in the sports uh, sports and outdoors mm. um, industry. Um, I spent four years with Ammer Group. Um, and during that time, just as a hobby, when I was bored, I would buy domain names, build websites. That's cool. And I was trying to figure out how to sell a product. And okay. 
And that was kind of, you know, just my goal uh, personally, because I just sell one thing on the internet. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, I think it was 1998 that became, that was my first year that I, I sold a product on the internet. Um, and from that point hmm. forward. Real quick, just yeah. a, a question on that. How common was it in 1998 for businesses to have some kind of transactional website? Uh, not really a thing right than, yeah less than 0.01 insane yeah. wow so you're over there tinkering making websites and you're like holy crap i sold something yeah yep yep <laughs> i actually uh I, I remember the day uh it was really funny how it happened uh i'd worked on it for about a year you know trying to do it right. and and uh when i got the order i was actually here in bend um, oh, wow. nice. I was at my um, wife's mother-in-law okay. or my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house. Um, and I was actually accessing my account through my father-in-law's email <laughs> and I got the order and I'm like, Oh wow. I got to yeah. process this thing. So yeah. Yeah. How, do I, how do I do that from, I, I was actually in Cal living mm. in California at the time. So I was, I was kind of caught off guard a little right. bit and uh, had a, had a phone call with a company that sold the product and I called the company and I said, can you ship this to this guy? And they said, yeah, we can do that. And Whoa. I said, That's insane. So, it was, so it was the beginning of a drop ship Got business it. that I set mm -hmm. up and um, Whoa. That, that's basically the next chapter. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Just wind it back real quick before we jump. in 1995, you built that first website. Mm -hmm. What was the, what did you see in that? I mean, it was, you're obviously seeing <clears throat> the future of that. You're looking ahead. <laughs> But was there something back in the childhood? Is there something like, what was like, was there a creative side that kind of sparked into your childhood or was it just something that you came across, you heard about a computer and it was kind of the evolution of that? I'm just curious, yeah, where did that come yeah. from? So uh, that's a good question, actually. Uh, I went to I went to college at uh, State University of New York, Albany, so SUNY Albany. And oh, wow. uh, funny story, on my, my junior year, uh, still no computer in my life at that point. Mm. Um, literally you know nothing mm -hmm. and uh uh yeah i used to have to walk um where, where i would park is like the back of the computer lab <sighs> and i would actually park in the back of the computer lab and then walk through it was kind of like a shortcut <clears throat> to how i got to my classes and i'd walk through this mainframe basically and look at all these computers and they actually had a 3D SIM model oh, wow. back then. This well, was 90, cool. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. era. Whoa. Um, and um, so that kind of got my wheels turning. Sure. That was like, um, hmm. you know, That's what crazy. Can, and I've always had. Um, so I, I love machines. I love, um, you know, all, all sorts of like anything anything kind of mechanical. Yeah, yeah. I have a really okay. high mechanical aptitude. Um, and I'm really curious. So I'm always like, yeah, like as a kid going back to my childhood, mm -hmm. I drove my dad nuts. <laughs> I would, I would take things apart just to figure out how they work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I mean, I would take, yeah. I would take the lawnmower apart. I would take <laughs> everything apart, down. like break it all down and then put it back together and uh, see, okay. see if I could make it run. And um, yeah. So it uh, turns out, yeah, I have a I have a naturally high like aptitude for things that are mechanical and just interesting. That's, okay. that's a big All part right. of how right. how I do what I do. Right. That yep. is very cool. I'm sure that leads into what we're going to talk about down yeah. the road. Yep. 
with Avengers, but um, keep going to the stories. We got 19, kind of in 1998, we've learned why, and now let's let's pick it. Yeah, back so um, yeah, I got some good advice from a mentor of mine um, while I was working for Amher Group. I felt I was you know late 20s at that point in my life, but okay. I felt pretty uh, pretty. I felt very strongly about the fact that the internet would play a big role mm. in my life by the time I was in my midlife. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it, by the time I was in my midlife, I, I thought like, this is going to be really important, especially yeah. given the fact that I came from a uh, marketing background. Mm -hmm. I went to school mm. for marketing. I just felt like this was going to be the way things were marketed. Right. And um, at that point there were no, you know, no college degrees, no classes. Uh, talked to a mentor of mine who, you know, I, I really respected, had actually developed some digital, um, a business around a digital kind of model. Okay. Anyhow, yep. I had some good advice, had, you know, great advice. And, and I said, Hey, you know, should I go to school for something? Should I, you know, mm -hmm. do something? And he said, you know, to me, basically just pick a niche mm. and, and, and try to, yeah, just give it a try right. and try to do it. And uh, yeah, so that, that helped me kind of decide what I was going to do. And um, so, yeah, the next step is, okay, you know, <clears throat> kind of formalize the plan. Um, I, one of the other pieces of advice is like, he, he said, you know, pick a niche, pick an industry where you have knowledge of that industry and you know mm -hmm. what the trends are and you have relationships in the industry yeah. so mm. um good advice. yeah good advice just solid good advice and um i just happened to because i was in the I, I was in the sporting goods world and i was in the action sports world i happened to be around um like the power sports thing and yeah. supercross and all mm -hmm. that and i saw the explosion of the x games and right. how like I knew behind the scenes at that time what was going on with a guy named Travis Pastrana. Mm -hmm. And I knew how that was going to impact like the general public and how this was going to start to go mainstream. And yep. I knew that there was a really good <laughs> chance that this stuff could, even though it was a niche, it could, it could become mainstream. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just went with it and I had some help. I had some really, uh, some key people helped me out that were suppliers and um yeah that was it once i had everybody on board and ready to yeah. go um it was a matter of mm. the number one classic scenario is how do you uh how do you how do you show people product and sell product um you know on the internet and yeah. and uh yeah so that that was kind of the beginning of um what became a marketplace in the power sports category for um yeah basically it can be it was a and it ended up being a drop ship a global drop ship marketplace with somewhere in the neighborhood of fifteen thousand products oh geez and uh it it was one of the uh, yeah top one percent of websites for traffic in the world uh between 2000 and 2004 wow so um yeah i built i built that all using um open open source so i used mm. uh 
Apache server, Linux operating system, um, and then open source content management system is okay. what I used to build that, um, which is today what Amazon uses to build their marketplace. Same exact thing. Um, so I'm really familiar at a very low level with the building blocks of e-com. It's very cool. And um, the way the I could tell you, we could talk all day about oh, yeah. all the mistakes oh, I made yeah. along the yeah, way. Yeah. But the one thing, kind of my aha moment of, you know, what really ended up driving the business was organic SEO. Mm-hmm. And um, I, the, the thing I was able to figure out is how to, how to optimize SEO at scale using automation. Mm. And it, it was kind of my aha moment in life where I was like, oh, wow, you can, I had 15,000 products and I could optimize them for search uh, three yeah. di- like three different ways at once, Jeez. technically. That's and uh, yeah, crazy. that was the moment the light bulb went on. Like, boom, boom. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, huh? it was 144 characters of code or less on the server. And it was magic. For me, That's crazy. it changed my life. It, it literally, like right. overnight, I, I, I installed the code, went home, ate dinner, you know, came back <laughs> in the morning, and it was a different game, like completely. That's so, crazy. Um, yeah. How big was the team at that? Was uh, it, it just... was just me. Dude, that's, me and that's one, amazing. Me and one guy, we, oh, we did God. a bunch of pass through, um, pass through stuff. Yeah. So yeah. if, for example, if we couldn't drop ship it, we'd send it to us, and then we'd Got it. just label ship it and it ship it back out. Um, and and yeah, so I had I actually I think I had one full time person, one part time person, crazy. Wow. and me doing everything else basically. Yeah, it's amazing. What yeah. were shipping times like when you were starting that up? <clears throat> I'm just super uh, that's a I good feel question. Like that's kind of a funny question. It was you know the standard like UPS ground. Was like what, seven, eight days. Yeah, it was like five like to seven days. Yeah. Yep. Wow. And people were so thrilled. Now it's like one day and they're all pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I'm, uh, would you have a question? I'm going to no, go good. kind of a different route. Um, <clears throat> I want to keep rewinding a little bit. What was the spark into action sports? Kyle and I, background in action sports. What was the, um, well, how did you get into that? And then you said you saw the market was going to pop. Um, but how did you get into action sports? Um, I, I, I grew up in a tiny mountain town in yep. uh, Northeastern New York, um, near Lake Placid, New York, okay. which is, a kind of, it's just an outdoor Mecca, um, in its own right, the Adirondack mountain. So I grew up in the Adirondacks. Um, I, yeah, I did. I, okay. I lived 10 minutes from a ski area. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, rode my bicycle everywhere, yeah. um, as a kid. And, uh, I had lakes and rivers and stuff all around me. So, um, and, and yeah, I, I just, I gravitated towards, you know, just action sports, adventure stuff. Um, but that's awesome. Yep. That's very cool. Um, and did you say, did you do something in Tahoe? Remember what what was the, what was that? Tell tell us about that. Yeah. When I, you were sitting on ski chairs, right? Yeah. 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 So that was a cool story. Well, this is prior to the e-com. World, this is probably the yeah, exactly. But, I kind of um, jumped back one quick step. Yeah, I, know, I keep jumping. Back. My role with so my role with Amer Group, um, Amer Group bought. Amer Group tends to buy companies in distress states. So, uh, for example, they bought Atomic Skis. Mm. Um, Atomic 
basically, you know, a legacy brand, been around forever, has a factory in Altmark, Austria, uh, Altmark, uh, yeah, Austria. And then um, Ammer Group basically acquired Atomic, gutted the factory, put all new ski manufacturing equipment in the factory. And then um, I was actually one of the first people in North America they hired to rebuild the Atomic brand. So my role with Atomic from like 95 until about 99 was to rebuild the Atomic brand from the ground up. And so my uh, first... It was interesting. My boss was a Finnish guy. His name was Yuka. And Yuka said, you know, we we want you to live in Lake Tahoe because that's where all the trends come from. Yep. And we want you to hang out with all the people and then kind of, you know, figure out what what we should be making and then let Alton Mark know. That's cool. So my my role with Atomic for the first year was literally to go ski at Squaw Valley, Alpine Meadows. Brutal. Um, that sounds amazing. With with the, you know, some of the... The, the big skiers, the big the, pros. Yeah, most of the <clears> guys, throat> like, throat> um, if you know skiing at all, you know, I was hanging out with the who's who, put yeah. it that way. Yep. So, um, wow, that's cool. Which was, yeah, great, a great experience. I, I had dreamed, as a kid, mm. I had dreamed about living in yeah. Lake Tahoe. I, yeah. um, and then you were yeah. paid to do it. Then, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I was ski I, to do it. <laughs> yeah. I'd wake up and, and, you know, my wife would look at me and say, what are you, what are you doing? And I'd be like, I'm just powder day and i'm going skiing <laughs> so God, there we go that's so cool <laughs> but uh, it changed fast it sure. as we developed product as we started you know uh you know really building the brand again yeah um it, it changed from product <clears throat> development to marketing to like territorial development of sales wow. to all kinds of different stuff. So do you think that any of that experience in that five years, because that was in the window that you were building website and you had your first order in, in 98, but that was the same time you were working for them. Do you think that influenced e-commerce at all? Because you said in, in the action sport industry, you did see this pop, so this trend, mm. this niche, but that was such a, uh, you know, uh, valuable part of your life there where you were in the sport. Do you think that that time period influenced e-commerce and your, your forethought into skis and stuff being sold online i mean almost like indirectly indirectly yeah yeah, yeah um, it, or no was it more it, just like what i realized is in that industry um for the most part the okay. people that are in that industry uh i won't say they don't have to work but mm. they come from some a lot of people mm. in that industry are in it because they love it mm-hmm. they don't necessarily need the money it's more of a lifestyle thing okay. Um, for me, given my background, I didn't come from any kind of wealth or any kind of money. Um, it, it, you know, I had to basically make my own way. Totally. Um, and it, it felt really uncomfortable mm-hmm. <clears throat> to do it. Um, and I, I, again, I thought the e-com way in the future was going to be, I just thought it was going to be a more efficient, more practical right. way to make money for me. Makes sense. Um, then, then <laughs> selling skis, right? You know? But uh, that—that's yeah. That that's maybe. awesome. No, that's super cool. I was just super curious about yeah. Had any yeah. influence there? So you had the power sports, action mm-hmm. sports uh, marketplace. Four years, you grinded with that. Yeah, you grew it to top one percent. Yep. Yep. Then what? Uh, sold it. 
Nice. Yep. So complete exit to a really cool, uh, it, it turns out, you know, it was my first and it was my baby because I, I put, you know, there are a lot of 15 hour days sure. totally over the years grinding that thing out. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, when I went to sell it, um, I, I did think about who I was selling it to not as much as I probably should have. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, I liked the guy personally, you know, the guy I sold it to still friends with him today. Nice. I actually just texted him. That's just, a trip. Like before That's we cool. came, came into cool. the studio, um, we still, yeah, we still hang out, still chat. Um, funny story though, when, when he, he bought it because of the custom code, I was like, Hey, whatever you do, don't write over any of this. You're going to have to, you know, this is all. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this so, is the secret sauce almost. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. So sure enough, two weeks later, he calls oh, me gosh. up and he's like, Hey, I hired this guy that came in and, oh, no. you know, wanted to do something and now we're not getting any orders and you're like, you know, dude, <laughs> there you go. But, uh, yeah. How, how were like back <sighs> then, how were website like online based websites? How are they valuated? Cause like now there's like formulas, yep. everyone knows like how to buy That's a really good. How question. is that compared to like a normal brick and mortar? Like people could knew how to value <laughs> that. Yeah. Yeah. So the value I got was right around the same as you would get for any kind of brick and mortar. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Got it was it. just kind of straight basic, up simple, basic, right? simple got it. deal. Um, it was a couple, probably two multiple or something. Mm-hmm. That's what it. I remember. So in that range of, you know, yeah, yeah. it's still alive today. Is it still kicking today? No, okay. actually it just died. Oh, it just died. Just huh? died. And oh, it's wow. a sad story actually. But, um, we're part of the reason why we're communicating is because he wants me to help revive it. But oh I'm, wow, I'm not, uh, you know, yeah, bandwidth they, isn't, isn't, yeah, that. things have changed a lot in 20 yeah. years, so yeah, 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 um, I can imagine, yeah, wow. So imagine. after that, was there an intro to getting going on Amazon or, yeah, well, during that period, um, majority of all the traffic for that particular business, like all of it came from Google. Got it. And it was all organic. There wasn't any paid. So that was was where all the traffic came from um, through SEO, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then also the Google shopping feed. So it was super easy, actually, to set up a Google shopping feed back in the day and optimize it. I mean, you could do it in 30 minutes with a CSV file. Oh, wow. And it was done. Once you... It would so fifteen thousand products. You just load it, upload it, and you're done. Oh, that was gone. it until you wow. wanted to update it again. Right, but um, it's crazy. Yeah, uh, in two thousand, um, I think it was two. So yeah, I ran that business between ninety nine and two thousand four. In two thousand two, uh, two thousand three, you know, uh, became I, I was following Amazon. I was watching Amazon. I, um knew the story really well. Uh, once I saw them, you know, make, once I saw them launch their, uh, third party marketplace, uh, you know, storefront yeah. platform, uh, at the time it was called Z shops. Hmm. Um, it's a precursor to seller central. Okay. Got and it. And it was pre single item detail page. So it was basically like eBay hmm. auction. 
Got it. Um, and uh, it turns That's out awesome. that I actually became one of the first probably 10 people to ever sell a product on Amazon. <laughs> Um, that, is, that is amazing. And the way that's quantified is the guy that built Z shops um, <laughs> told me that I was probably one of the first 10 because less than a hundred people ever sold anything. Right. So he was like, you had to be early, you know, you had Dude. to be really early. So um, <clears throat> what were you selling? It was the same stuff. Same stuff. Yeah. Cause yeah. you knew it well and you knew how to, I just had it. it and I, um, it, it, it was a funny story. It took me, like I said, it took me 30 minutes to do a Google shopping feed. It took me two weeks to get things set up on Amazon. Oh, wow. And I sold like one product in two weeks and I was like, ah, forget this. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm done. Right. And I just stayed 100% focused on, um, you know, Google and long tail SEO. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's kind of, that was, that was it. I sold the business, um, became a very early, probably one of the first 10 people ever to sell on Amazon. And then I wasn't sure what I, really what I was going to do. Um, after I sold the business, um, I kind of, I had a couple things I was noodling around for a little while. Um, and then, uh, it, eventually somebody came to me and, and, and my network and asked me if I knew anything about selling on Amazon. And, um, couple things. I, I, well, I said, you know, Hey, I, I've sold some stuff on yeah. Amazon. And one of the things I do um, and have done for a long time is with Google or Amazon, anytime either one have come out with anything relative to a tool to help people mm -hmm. sell, I'm on it immediately. Yeah. Like I'm in it. Yep. I'm, I'm testing it now, breaking I'm, it. Yeah. 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 I'm, and a lot of as it as it went through time, you know, over the years, it just became, you know, more items yep. to stack. So I would start <clears throat> and you know after after I sold the mark that the the e-commerce business, I I was really playing around with putting stacks of tech building tech stacks to sell product mm. using Google and Amazon technology. Got it. So um, right before the phone call, I had literally created a, uh, using Amazon web store, Amazon associates and Amazon seller central. I created a completely automated storefront with no, it had no inventory. It was populated by associates in the web store. Oh crazy and if i had advertising mm -hmm. right. which at the time didn't exist i would have just murdered it but, yeah. uh, but uh it worked it worked until they closed web store down which was just a couple of years ago um but it, it literally the day i built it I, that was the aha moment for me with amazon i'm like yeah. whoa you can do this right with with amazon technology i i was really impressed right. by it is oh, is what happened and uh yeah from there um yeah i just i started getting asked if i could help people help brands um navigate amazon mm -hmm. and that led me to amazon vendor central portal um in 2006 i think 2007 era around then okay um i created at that time 
basically the first ever agency for Amazon centric, you know, work. Yeah. Um, and I created the first LinkedIn group for yeah. Amazon Vendor Central. Yep. Yep. Um, which now is yeah. How many people is it? It's over fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. It's active. Super it's, active. It's over fifteen thousand, and it's it's awesome because yeah. it's a really. <laughs> I, I think it is the best resource relative to Amazon Vendor Central in the world. I think the community. I totally agree. Yeah, I think the community is awesome. Um, there's a lot of good people in there yeah. and everybody really tries to help everybody out. That's so cool. I'm, I'm pretty psyched on that. That's I mean, sweet. There are a lot of people that I talk to in the group that are so thankful that I created the group because yeah. it gives them an opportunity to create a, their own business. Right. And, totally. and I have people all over the world that write me notes and say, thanks. Like, Hey, I couldn't have done this like without it. That's so sweet. it's That's just filling. It's a really yeah. cool, uh, thing i didn't it was a funny thing when i started it um i said to my wife i go you know i, I don't know if i should do this because the the name amazon's in the group mm -hmm. and i was like ah, it's you know trademark issues and stuff like that and and uh and sh she's pretty conservative and so mm -hmm. she's she's like no you just go for it do it and and so that's cool. That was it. And then once I did it, um, I, I, because of my background in open source, yeah. I really treated it like a lot. If you, I, I don't know if you guys remember the whole open source thing and PHP bulletin board, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I'm not super but, familiar with it, but the community around open source, it's just a bulletin Insane. board. Yeah. You know? Wow. And so cool. it was very similar feeling to that mm -hmm. and knowing that um yeah i was comfortable with it and i i've yeah it's it's been it's it's been cool it's taken a fair amount of work yeah. to kind of keep it you know that it, it, mm -hmm. it's getting more challenging to keep it clean because yeah. <clears throat> but it's uh i i have really i, I have friends that say it's the only good group on linkedin because it, <laughs> it has no spam it right. has no You've crap it nice and clean. No, That's yeah cool. we don't let people self-promote yeah. you know Wow, that's so crazy. When did Amazon really pop? <clears throat> when, when did you see it really spike? Um, well, my first experience with it spiking and seeing just massive volumes, um, we actually, we worked with Hydroflask. And I think mm. at the time, Hydroflask, their, their model was to, you know, <clears throat> go build the brand around specialty retail. And I don't think they really truly understood what we did. And hmm. by optimizing for Amazon, yep. using, <laughs> using, you know, technology and data and technology. Um, but yeah, I would say that moment because the, the volume around water bottles, which they didn't know, Hydroflask didn't know, we didn't know. We didn't know how much search query volume yep. there was. And it turns out, it just coincidentally, that water bottle has been in the top 10 frequency over a decade on Amazon. Wow. So we, I don't know if it's like when I saw Amazon pop <clears throat> as much as when I saw, wow, trend, you, like a real you trend, get something yeah. that, 
is high frequency query Boom. and people are looking to buy, it's incredible That's the uh, scale at which something can go. Wow. So that, that was kind of an aha moment for me. Um, like, you know, yeah, like, wow, there's something here. And, and yeah. we, we did, you know, everything we should to optimize it and then did some other stuff on top of it that nobody knows about. Um, but that completely propelled it like through right. the roof. But, um, that was, that was pretty impressive. That's crazy. And I give those guys a lot of props because especially the leadership at Hydro Flask, because when we hit the button and nuked it, it was a wild, wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I know Scott did a great job keeping the wheels on the bus over right. there and um, just an impressive job. But um, yeah, it's cool. So let's speed, let's speed it up a little bit to today. <clears throat> so um, you had the agency <clears throat> sold that, right? Yeah. Sold that yeah. in 2018, complete exit out of that. Mm-hmm. Is that Zanoma? Um, that was Sonoma. Yeah, okay. Sonoma. Yep. Um, that one um, st- still active, I believe. I haven't okay. really been tracking it, um, but it may not be sure. because who knows? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just kind of mm-hmm. walked yeah. away at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And never looked back. Yeah. Um, it wasn't my baby. Right. <laughs> that that particular business to me. Um, it just happened yeah. and it was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. There's an while. opportunity. I'm going to run yeah, with it. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, as far as the agency business and that side of the business, I'm not, um, you know, that's not exactly my focus, but, sure. um, okay. That's yeah. Crazy. I mean, Sonoma was a, a great, a great business at the height of it. And, yeah. and even towards the end, it was a great business. Yeah. Um, 500, probably over 500 brands, something like that. Biggest client was NBC universal. Um, <laughs> <That's nuts. laughs> yeah. all the licensees under yeah. NBC universal. We've worked so with cool. just about every major coffee company. Yeah, I think crazy. it was crazy. We did a lot of coffee. Oh, we drank a lot of it. Too. Yeah. We drank a ton of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. We, so, had to, we had to stop the samples from showing up. Oh yeah. Everybody was so uh, strong. Jittery. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Double typing on the keyboard. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so after that, um, <coughs> sold out in 2018. Again, kind of. Uh, what do I do what, now? Yeah, it was kind of like, what do I do now? Um, Amazon had just released uh, Amazon DSP programmatic, you know, platform for advertising in t- 2017. And then 2018, they released um, Amazon Personalize um, to the public. And the combination of those two for me were super interesting. Mm -hmm. How do you take programmatic advertising? And then Mm -hmm. again, kind of like what I said before, how, how is taking pieces of their, their stack and then building things. So I was trying to figure out how you could take Amazon personalized, create the engine that improves the programmatic advertising. So you create this loop, which led me to looking at all these different, uh, programmatic platforms because I, I I was like, well, if I can do this with Amazon, I can right. do it with these other platforms yeah. too. So I spent, a, I spent about, uh, well, step back. I, I sold the agency, typical entrepreneur. The day I sold the agency, I created another business just yeah. to have, just start something just up. To yep. have it. Like, so I could run cash through right. whether it be, I was doing a fair amount of consulting. Um, in fact, I think this is how we met Andy 
yeah with pri- i was doing some stuff with private equity where they were they were uh, yeah, yeah. you know looking for acquisition or mm-hmm. targets and, yeah, and yeah. things like that and, and doing some work for for people like that and so i was running the cash through this business um my wife at the time was also doing con- consulting work hmm. uh she's in the pharma space so okay. we were kind of sharing it yeah, you know yeah. just mm-hmm. to run the and then um that went on for about a year i would say mm-hmm. and then um i got involved yeah i was i was still noodling the tech idea around i was exploring more technology companies which led me to uh i actually started two things um i helped co-found multiple digitally native brands in that right. same period but i also started making investments in tech Mm, so it. personally i started putting my own money into things right. where yep. where there was an you opportunity with, right yep. 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 and so that kind of leads us to where we are today at a ventures global which we've now uh created you know a ventures global is a private equity uh portfolio of e-commerce software as a service and services we also own brands and we also control um, highly optimized category specific uh, storefronts in Amazon. Mm-hmm. So we have software, <clears throat> managed services, brands. Wow. All under one roof and we have ownership in all those um, at some level or a unique partnership sure. that leads to equity typically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we've been working about, almost two years now um not necessarily in stealth mode just kind of quiet and doing our own thing um but yeah we're ready to tell the world i think let's go and and here we are i'm I'm telling the world we're ready to go and uh we're focused on um (laughs) heard it on the business so so um for our (laughs) listeners what is a typical client for avg uh, that would be coming to you? Um, well, we were positioned for one of the, one of the services that we, we own or we're a partner in as a agency called um, equity commerce and equity commerce is built to use inputs and to provide outputs through data okay so it it it, it's highly automated agency and our target for that is uh any brand any brand owned by private equity got it so private equity private equity right but yeah we it's it's the conversation typically starts by somebody coming to us first of all we have as a partner, probably the leading strategist and thought leader in the world in e-commerce. So uh, we have Rick Watson, who's (laughs) absolutely amazing. And as a partner, the conversations oftentimes will start with Rick Mm -hmm. and strategy. And, you know, most of the time those conversations are Rick talking to the private equity company that owns the company. Got it. So our high, high, high level. 
Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 at the money level, right? Right. It's yeah. in the boardroom. Yeah. It's at the money, and mm-hmm. then and then it filters down. But right. the choices are made in the back room. Yeah, they're not made in the no, front room. No. So our marketing typ- manager ain't dealing with that. No. Yeah. So our <laughs> typical uh, customer right now is is from the back rooms. Right. Um, so cool. Yep. We'll work with anyone, you know. Um, but yeah, our our. Yeah our focus is our, our company's built for that. Yeah. And you guys are, uh, you guys are taking care of complex problems, right? Where they can't figure it out internally. So they got to come to someone that has a portfolio of businesses Mm -hmm. and services where you guys can just connect the dots, like get the right people on the same, same board. And yeah, it it comes down to um, people's people, systems, processes, data, and, 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 most organizations that that's the biggest challenge. Most don't have the right people. Right. Then they don't have access nor they don't, they don't control their data or mm-hmm. have their data. And then they don't know what systems yep. right. and processes, <clears throat> which is the technology, how, what, right. what they should use. So, um, yeah, that is crazy. So you've seen, you've seen e-commerce grow, uh, from the, from literally day one, uh, and you're working with, like you said, Rick Watson, what are you guys seeing? What is what what is trending? What is the next big thing? The golden question. Next a, big thing. It's a big one. Um, it's a big question, obviously. Well, <laughs> it's not Web three. Let's yeah. say that. No, okay. I, I, I'm joking. I mean, yeah. I think Web three is cool. Um, but uh, obviously, I mean, live shopping is going to yeah. be huge. I think um, that's definitely a trend to watch. Yeah. That what's that new app that's blowing up? Um, um, out up. You know what I'm talking about? There's one. I don't. There's one that's blowing up. That's live shopping. Like so. just happened today. Like a few <laughs> days. No, like it's blowing up. It's uh, you know, you go through your feed and it's like someone on there recording. Like, hey, this is what I'm selling right now. Here's the next shirt. Boom. And you got people on there like making bids and and Whoa. you only can buy when it's live. Hmm. It's I'll have to I'll send it. Yeah, to you. send it. Send it's it really over. cool. It's but really I cool. I think um, that's an area okay. obviously. Um. Man, there's so many areas. There's so yeah, many things. It's That's so hard to say right question. one yeah. big thing. I mean, everybody's talking about Web3 and what that mm-hmm. means. I think there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of utility to be developed. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. Um, I think that's going to be the first yeah. really big thing is the utility aspect. Okay. But what, what do you see? Is you see you, do you see Amazon doing anything? Other anything? than taking over the world? No. Yeah, other than taking over the world. No, because it, it all boils down to legal. And mm. it, it's oh. all at, mm. it's all at the federal level. Yeah, and interesting. Given, given the fact that Congress can't literally do anything, mm-hmm. it's very unlikely that anything is going to change. In my opinion, makes sense. In the next few years, right. hmm. I, I really don't expect to see any major shifts. And I think the only thing, uh, yeah, I mean, if the if the government steps in and says, you know, they have to do things differently, whatever that means. If it, yep. if it means break, break up right. AWS and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, break up the companies, then I, I actually think that's going to be good for Amazon mm. um, in a way. And I think so. I, I'm very, very bullish on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, the stock split yesterday or yep. whatever. I just bought a whole lot more. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I'm everything I see and um, 
I'm probably one of the most well-connected people internally to Amazon hmm. and, and just, there are certain things that, you know, the, you see departures of like Dave Clark had a retail last right. week. You see some hmm. longtime people, you know, that have changed, but you know, or, or left the org that were really important in my opinion. But uh, yeah, I believe that Jazzy's going to do, I, I think he's the right guy for the job. Mm. I think he's got the right, he's got the, he's a, he's a, is his, I think his master's is marketing from Harvard. Okay. So he's a marketing yeah, guy. Yeah. Built AWS. Right. Don't, That's interesting. I might be wrong on that mm. where he got his, uh, he may have bachelor's and master's, right. uh, not a master's, but um, wow. That's um, cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I jokingly said to somebody asked me, you know, loaded question, like, who do you see competing in the, yeah. in the future? Right. Walmart, Amazon yep. target, like, yeah. and I, I actually jokingly said Apple <laughs> yeah. because you know, the one thing when you talk about retail, retail yeah. can mean virtually anything today. Yeah, right. And virtually. Anyway. anyway, not to not to hijack the thread, but I think no, I mean I, I don't think anyone's gonna compete with Amazon yeah. other than maybe Apple or Google. Right. Yeah. One of the and, biggies. Um, they've got the users. Yeah. They've got <laughs> they've, they've got, got the, the data, they've, they've got, got the, the users and um they're in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. Um, in your palm. Well, as we wrap things up, George, we always like asking our guests if there's one thing that you hope that really sticks with the listeners mm-hmm. from this episode. What's that, what is that? Uh, you know, I think, I think I'm just, I'm a pretty good example of, uh, don't, uh, yeah, just don't limit yourself. Don't constrain, don't constrain yourself based on other people's beliefs of what should be done and ways they should be done. Because if I had, if I had done that Mm -hmm. and let that i I think that's the biggest thing that i walk away from my career so far and go yeah if i'd have been scared to not not give it a try and and so i think follow you know don't yeah just don't be like constrained by traditional beliefs let's Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. don't try not to do that and um i think follow you know follow your heart at right. the end of the day, the reason I'm here and doing this is yeah. because I, I, there, there was a very specific reason and yeah. it's because I like the play out do- side. Right. Oh yeah. So it, it's interesting. interesting. I'm in a, I'm in boardrooms and at, at companies with, you know, a lot of money. Um, I, I was in one fifth, I think they had 15 billion cash on hand and <laughs> the CEO asked me how, how I got started in, in e-com and you know at the end of the conversation he was just curious and right. I said, mainly because i i like to ride my bike right and it put me here in bend and the whole thing a lot of people don't understand that but 20 years ago in bend you, there were no jobs right. yeah so the only way i could really make money was i had to connect to the internet Got some right. that and so, cool. i love that so follow follow your no matter what work you do, I think it's really important to follow your passion. That'll mm-hmm. lead you 
whether it doesn't seem like it or not, right. it'll take you down the path. It's so cool. One way or the other. But um, thanks for having me, you guys. Absolutely, super, man. Super cool. And if people want to reach out to you, follow you or anything, where would that be? Uh, can hit me on LinkedIn. There it is. There at, it is. Uh, it's uh, ecom. LinkedIn.com forward slash ecom. <laughs> that's awesome that you got that. Oh my god! Only you uh, would have that, yes. George. That's yeah, awesome. That's well deserved. Um, thank you. Awesome, George. Well, thank you so much for joining us, man. Um, we'll obviously have you back on um, at some other point. Yeah, happy to be here anytime, and um, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe to Biz Bros Podcast. Just go ahead and Google us. We've got our SEO down for the word Biz Bros. Pretty good. <laughs> yes, <So>. we do. <laughs> just hit the subscribe button if you want to listen to great guests, just like George. You'll have be in for treat. So we'll talk to you on the next Biz Bros podcast. See you guys.